0: Welcome, everybody, to episode three of History Talks with Bob. Um, This episode, we are going to start talking about Vietnam and the conflict in Southeast Asia. Um, For myself, it is kind of hard to know where to begin. um, But I think Michael Lind, who wrote Vietnam, The Necessary War, um, put it. Perfectly, when he said the Cold War became the Third World War that never took place. It took place in Southeast Asia. So I'm going to start with the understanding of what a revisionist historian looks like opposed to the orthodox historian. Um, so the orthodox historian, uh, for those who don't know, is... Basically, the typical history book of a certain topic, whether it's World War I, Vietnam, um, the Great Depression, Nazis, whatever it may be, it's the typical understanding of what happened and why. The revisionist historian takes another look at the situation from another point of view. For instance, in Vietnam, the orthodox historian would say the U.S. should have never gotten involved, we lost the war, it was a terrible decision, when the revisionist historian would say Vietnam was a smaller part of the bigger Cold War and there were political problems with Vietnam. However, on the battlefield, The U.S. was doing good and the U.S. was actually winning. And if certain decisions weren't made, the U.S. could have helped push the communist Russia and China out of Vietnam. After World War II, Eisenhower wanted to use the nuclear weapons that we have seen worked in Japan on places like Russia or other communist threats, big communist threats. However, Lyndon Johnson and Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara did not want to do that. They believed in what's called the domino effect, which is when one nation falls under the control of communism, the rest will too. However, that was not the case because in places like Laos and Thailand, they had beaten their communist threats in the 1960s. So the domino theory is basically just something that was made up by political leaders of the time to give them an excuse to go forth with what they would call gradual escalation, which is basically to drag out Vietnam as long as they could and would basically take the North Vietnam and Viet Cong out of the war because they were so tired of fighting a war. When that wasn't the case... That time gave the North Vietnam army and the Viet Cong to resupplies with men, guns, communist propaganda, and political moves. And when we really should have had the idea of attack now, attack full strength now, instead of waiting and creating this tension that gave this lesser army more of a stand on the greater army of the United States. When dragging a conflict like Vietnam out, it creates that why are we there, kind of what is it worth feeling to for the American public, the American people. And for this war to be a televised war, one of the very first, people started to realize the terror of war, but they did not understand that that was a part Of battles that was a part of warfare when the military members understood that, but they also realized being in Vietnam, dragging it out, was not gonna win this long before war between North and South Vietnam. It was more of a civil war than anything else. For years, the North Vietnam Army and the Viet Cong forces killed burned down villages, and destroyed their own people who were political leaders. Um, They would kill teachers, professors, anyone who had an education and understood communism. Military leaders like Major General George Patton or General Abrams, who was given charge late in Vietnam after Westmoreland had already made mistakes, they believed that they could have success in Vietnam and what success looked like. In an interview with Joanne Patton, George's wife, she had this to say. Even after the conflict was over, did he reflect on what he thought success was?
1: Well, I think he had the conflicting views, if you will, that um, as a military person who's signed up, uh, he's supposed to follow orders. Um, And um, that's why in his last uh, period overseas, where he commanded the regiment, and they were sent into hard charging. that was quite different from his first time in Vietnam when he was there with the advisors. And as you certainly discovered in your research, uh, the advisors were there to get to know the Vietnamese, to become personally connected with them and to establish kind of rapport that allies are supposed to have with the greed that the government was getting desperate, starting with President Nixon and Johnson, that uh, they were afraid of losing. And so all I could think of was, you know, bomb them or shoot them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... The orders came to do. And um, I have been very appreciative of the memoirs of some of the uh, men who served with my husband in that combat time, where they revealed his concern
0: about the people. Agent Orange was another tactic brought up by Lyndon Johnson and Robert McNamara that would basically destroy the trees in Vietnam.
1: They still are sorting out what its effects were. Um, I'm mindful of that sort of thing because to this day I am not um, uh, certain that the fact that my uh, that the Army uh, insisted that even those of us who have newborn babies at home uh, were submitted to our quarters being sprayed with DDT back in the 1950s did not affect our, our children. Uh, it was, this happened to be the same, same year that was the last year before the polio vaccine was discovered and uh, applied, and so, that threat um, put away, but um, at, in that very same year where we had neighbors falling to actual paralysis from polio in West Point housing area uh, my almost next door neighbor and I each gave birth to a mentally challenged person that Um, In the case of my son and her daughter, who now has passed away, uh, um, a definitive reason for the disability has never been found. Even though my son has been tested three ways from Sunday, that uh, it's entirely possible that that kind of effect from that kind of atmosphere can come. So, now here's my husband. Uh, he had, because of all of his reckless bone breaks over the years, uh, I can't say he was a victim of an ancient arch, uh, but he certainly was, uh, had a lot of exposure to lots of things. And, uh,
0: uh, I... In the Vietnam War we examined by Michael G. Knopf, He talks about how when French fell to Nazi Germany, Japan took over the occupation of Vietnam along with other kingdoms and communist kind of places in Asia, thus creating that post-World War II tension between Southeast Asia and the democratic Western ideology. And let's not forget, this has also happened in Korea before America got involved in Vietnam. Things were happening in Korea with the French, with North Korea, with South Korea, with communism, with democracy. This idea, this red scare, as the history books put it, was a real thing. And it was spreading rapidly. I want to... Thank um, Joanne Patton and everybody at the Patton Homestead in Hamilton, Mass. If you haven't gotten the chance yet, go see it. It's a beautiful archive. Um, family, military, whatever you're looking for, it has it. I want to thank them. I also want to thank Michael G. Nott for writing the Vietnam War Reexamined in 2018. There is so much to unpack and has yet to be unpacked about Vietnam that this is only the beginning of something I hope will help people understand Vietnam a little bit.